Well, I've never spoken or shared my story in, fr in front of such a big group. Um, I, it took me, I've been in OA 12 years and it took me 11 years to even share my story in my own group that I knew so well because I just, I don't like speaking to groups and it scared me and I felt like I was going to forget important things. And then um, one day there was a newcomer and I just felt like I, I've got to share. And it felt so good to share my story and, um, and it made me kind of integrate my own recovery, which by that point had been really strong. So I urge everybody to, to share their experience, strength and hope when they can. So I've listened to so many podcasts and I'm gonna follow the format that people follow of what it was like, what happened and what it's like now. Um, so I made a couple of notes. Um, I always remember loving food and in my family food was a really important thing. And um, my parents didn't know that much how to share love, but um, my mom was very big on making really good food and having us enjoy it. And she was kind of controlling. And I think my issues started way back. Um, and I only had something, you know, if I look at pictures when I was little, you know, maybe I had a little stomach sometimes. So maybe I had four or five pounds to lose. But, and then when I was turning 12, I remember for the first time thinking I shouldn't eat so much. I'm getting fat or something, which I wasn't when I look at the pictures now. Um, and that set off a lifetime of being really um, obsessed with diets and my weight and my body. Um, yeah, I became very obsessed about all of that. The food obsession really started somehow later. It was more, how can I lose weight? And um, my sister and I rented an apartment one time in the summer in Boston. And every morning we had to call my mother and she was called the diet master. And we had to tell her how much we had eaten and how much weight we had lost that day. And I can't believe that <laughs> it wasn't good. And so, um, let's see, I, I had, I think maybe way back I heard of OA and went, went to one meeting or something, but it seemed depressing. So I never went back and I was in Weight Watchers many times. And um, once the internet, I'm 66. So, you know, I didn't have internet as a resource until much later. Um, but once I was always looking and buying books and um, talking to people and asking people, I didn't even know what my compulsive overeating was called. And then um, I had three kids. I married a Frenchman and um, had moved to France and I've been here for 35 years. And I had three kids, which is the most uh, wonderful thing in my life, along with my husband. Um, and I gained weight with each pregnancy, but most of all, it wasn't that much really. Um, I had always struggled with depression through my life. And um, in 19, or no, in, I don't know exactly when, but I think in 1990, I started to get really depressed and it was a huge issue for me. And um, I think as time went on, I just started eating more and more. And um, I remember the last, the first time it really felt like 
food had become a compulsion was when I joined Weight Watchers and once again, and they said, you know, don't eat cherries because that's, you know, you'll never recover from that. And my mind just sort of exploded. And I just thought, how can that be um, possible? And then I started being really compulsive and my, I became totally insane, I think, around food. And I gained weight. I'm 5'1", and my weight went up to about, well, 180, I think, and I wore a size 16. And um, since I had always been obsessed with my body and everything, it really made me suffer a lot. And I um, searched and searched and talked to people, and I only found one friend who had been a compulsive eater, but um, she hadn't really found a solution. And so then somebody once said, why don't you look up OA on the internet? And so I did. And I had been living in France for a long time then, and I found out that there were three meetings a week of OA in Paris. So I started going um, 12 years ago. And I really liked it. I didn't want to be there, but I did want to be there. And I got to know the people. And um, thank you, Georgia. And so I um, found a sponsor and started working the program. It took me eight years to get abstinent. And I had never heard of anyone taking that long to get abstinent. Um, and I didn't know why. And I went through a lot of different sponsors. I found some in the rooms in France. Um, and, you know, none could understand why I was having so much trouble getting abstinent. And I didn't either. And I thought I was one of those few who can't succeed with the program. But I just kept coming back and kept coming back because I didn't know what else to do. And then I got. I started finding virtual sponsors online and there were some, there are some offshoot groups. I don't know if you know about them, um, which are OA, but they have special approaches. And so I joined some of those and, um, and had sponsors in those programs. And basically the sponsors just said, you know, you're doing something wrong. And they would get kind of mad at me that I couldn't get abstinent. So then I just quit. I just felt like this is never going to work. And, um, I can't do anything about this. And so then um, two years later, a friend who I had known from California, actually I met known her online from OA, came into town and she I'd never met her. We had just been good friends online and she was wonderful. And she said, let's go to an OA meeting together and then we'll go out to lunch. And I said, well, I quit. And she was like, what, really? And I said, yeah. I just couldn't get absent. She said, let's go anyway, and then we'll go on for lunch. So I went with her and there were some people even, you know, six years later who um, I had known from the rooms and that felt good. And so after the meeting, we talked for a long time and she said, you know, I think from, you know, what you're saying, you know, you haven't found the right sponsor for you because they've just blamed it on you. And, you know, I think I know she was from LA where there's a lot of recovery. And she said, I'm going to give you a few names, um, like five names of people who I think might be available to sponsor you. And so um, that was so nice of her. And so I called the first one and um, she had been in program 40 years, had been in another program as well. And she had been absent for 
almost 40 years too. And she said, I don't know if it's going to work because I've never sponsored someone virtually before, but um, I'm willing to give it a try. And that was, I don't know how many years ago that was, I guess maybe six years ago. Um, and that just changed my life. She is in LA and she is in a whole network of people who have recovered and have been recovered for, you know, 30, 40 years. And the main thing she said to me when I first met her on the phone, and now I've met her in person and visited her in LA. But at that point, she just said, I told my sponsor about how you've struggled and that your sponsors have yelled at you. And we were just aghast. And, um, you know, what you need most of all is compassion. Like, it must be terrible to have gone on eight years and not be able to get abstinent. And I said, yeah, it was. And so over the years, she taught me, her compassion was so deep for whatever I experienced. And then she taught me how to have compassion for myself. And that really is the biggest gift, um, you know, which they always say that OA can change your life and can bring new meaning. And I think the fact that after so many years of hating myself and being mean to myself and yelling at myself, especially in the eating area, um, I just learned how to be compassionate with myself through her compassion. And we grew very close and I talked to her three times a week still. And um, yeah, my life changed. My depression was on and off over the years. And I would get better and then worse. And eventually I found a therapist and antidepressants that were able to help me. So I'm so grateful too for medicine that because I really have just a biological imbalance because when I found the right medicine, I was okay, um, just felt normal again. And um, so what else can I tell you? Well, over the years, people had talked to me a lot about um, what abstinence was. And a lot of people had said, if you give up sugar, you're going to find abstinence in everything. And I just couldn't imagine doing that. Sugar was my best friend, literally. You know, I just loved it so much. And um, it was my reason for living, kind of. And once I started, I couldn't stop. And thank you, Georgia. And so, uh -huh. I, um, so I just uh, worked and worked with Angie, my sponsor, to try to let go of the sugar. And it took me years of working with her, a few years, to be willing to give up sugar and just, I didn't, she asked, how long has it been that you've been able to go one day with sugar? And I said, never. I've tried for years and I never have been able to. So just, you know, day by day, I worked on it with her. I did a ton of work all through these eight and 12 years, actually, um, going to online workshops, doing reading, you know, using all of the tools, reaching out to a lot of people, going to meetings. And people would say, I don't know anyone who's worked as hard in OA as you have. And I said, yeah, but I'm not abstinent. But then gradually, little by little, I was able to have one day and then spring more days together of being abstinent. And, um, and it eventually became uh, a solid, abstinence a few years ago and that just has been such a blessing it's given me most of all 
um, peace of mind. I'm not constantly upset and feeling guilty and remorseful about what I've eaten and everything. Um, it's made me love myself. Um, it's just changed my life. And um, it made obsession with other foods uh, go down too somehow. And part of the program is to work towards a healthy body weight. And once I gave up the sugar, I tried different food plans and moved around a lot. And then I eventually moved to um, moderate eating, it's called. It's where I just eat sensibly and never eat sugar. And I've gone down almost three clothes sizes. So I still want to go. I feel like I look pretty normal now, but I think for my peace of mind, I'd still like to lose another size or maybe two. But um, it's just a miracle too. And my sponsor, I'm glad that she supports me on the physical recovery too, because that was really important to me as well. So I'm really grateful that I was able to, um, that I have physical recovery today. And it, it's given me so much hope. Um, so what else did I write down? Um, yeah, I think that the, this new way of living, one of the things that I liked the most that my sponsor taught me was a gentle kind of abstinence. And when I heard negative voices in my mind, and even to this day, they still pop up either about food or other things, though it's much, much less, um, I am able to just, well, in a meditation I've been listening to, they say, um, whisk a thought away like a feather on a crystal glass, just that gently. And that really um, spoke to me. So I just go to that place and the thoughts just go away. And um, one of the key things that has really helped me in my recovery is a 10th step. I have a form that someone gave me um, and it takes me about 10 to 15 minutes maybe 10 minutes every day to fill it out. And I've changed different things in it. And basically um, it's a grid and it's like, was I abstinent today? You know, did I pray? All these different questions. And then I added things that were meaningful to me, like um, list three things I did right in program today because I was always thinking what I did wrong. And list three things I love about myself. That really, really, changed me and I've used it with sponsees and everybody finds it really helpful because addicts have trouble loving themselves and I've gotten much better at it with this program and with that question. And another thing is having fun. I write three things I did that were fun the day before and even little things, you know, and it's just kind of turned my life around um, to be writing these gratitudes and um, positive things about what's happened to me. And then the end of the 10th step is called a two-way prayer. And if you're interested in it, you can look it up on twowayprayer.org. And it's basically, um, I write, uh, dear God, um, and I write a question like, um, what should I be and do today? And then I write, dear precious Gillian, and I write back what God would be saying to me. And um, it's been really powerful and really helpful. Um, and I, I send it on the 10th step chart to my sponsor. Um, but you know, you don't have to do that, but I think it's helpful. She, um, thank you, Georgia. She, so I guess I have five more minutes. Um, 
what else can I tell you? Um, just along the way, people have given me different tips. Like um, one person said she keeps a list of the tools and keeps them in her purse and tries to use the, per the you know, one tool, each tool once a day. And that's, you know, that's work, but it's, it's really, really helpful. Um, and she, the same person also said um, she uses outreach a lot and she has people's numbers in her phone um, who she's arranged with saying, I just want to leave a message on your machine. And so she has like six or seven people who she'll call regularly and just start telling them what the problem is. You know, I can't get a certain food off my mind. I'm really tired and that's all I'm thinking about. And then um, she'll talk to the person and then say thank you. And then she'll call the next person and leave a long message and kind of her story evolves and she's able to, um, to get into a better frame of mind by reaching out and talking about um, the 12 steps and the tools and how that can help her. And I found that to be helpful, leave, just leaving voice messages like that. Um, today I have a sense of hope. I never thought that would be me saying it, but the program has helped me so much and I really do not do it perfectly. Um, I still, you know, some people say the obsessive thoughts leave you. Today, I was having a really hard day because I was really tired. Um, and so I kept on going towards food thoughts. And um, so I still do have days like that. And um, my sponsor, I've talked to her about that happening recently. And she said that I could say, my job is to not pick up and God's job is to remove the obsession. And that really helps me. So I just get so much um, recovery from talking to people, from going to meetings, from reaching out and reading and using all the tools. So, um, you know, I feel like God has played a huge part in my life. And, um, you know, it's hard to say what God is, but for me, but it's just this being that's more powerful than I am and has given me so many gifts and especially um, brought me into OA. So with that, um, I wanna thank you all for having me share and that's the end. Thank you.